0: If you're operating IoT Edge devices, you know that monitoring them and troubleshooting them has not always been easy. That's history. It just became way simpler with a set of new monitoring and troubleshooting tools that the Azure IoT Edge team just put in place and made available. Vancat is here to show us what that means and what you can do now in terms of monitoring and troubleshooting Azure IoT Edge. That's today on the IoT Show. everyone. This is the IoT show. I'm Olivier, your host. Thanks for watching. Today we have Vancat with us. Vancat, how are you? I'm doing well, Olivier. How are you? I'm fantastic. So, Vancat, you're part of the Azure IoT team, uh, actually, more precisely, part of the Azure IoT Edge team. And you're here to tell us all about the new monitoring and troubleshooting tools that your team has been developing. So, before we jump into that topic, Vancat, you've been on the show before, but for those who didn't get these episodes, uh, how about you introduce yourself real quick?
1: Sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Venkat Yala. I am a PM on the Azure IoT Edge team, and one of the things that I look at is uh, edge
0: observability, which is what we're going to talk about today. Nice. Um, you were telling me, and that's actually a fact. The Azure IoT Edge is uh, is one of the the teams that listens the most to the customer in a, in a good sense, right? You guys are a bit obsessed by. Are people happy with our tools, and and are they are they happy using them? And one of the things that you told me is that, and I understand that customers are looking into having a closer insight into their devices that are in production, uh, to to monitor them better. So tell me a bit more about the inception of these new set of toolings for monitoring and troubleshooting Azure IoT devices.
1: Yes, um, yeah, as you said, our team is obsessed about you know getting customer feedback. And uh, as you, as our customers may be aware, very recently we introduced uh, the first LTS, a long-term support uh, uh, release of IoT Edge. And as we have more and more customers going into production, uh, one of the needs that has popped up across the board is a requirement for better monitoring or better observability into the edge infrastructure itself. Uh, customers want a lot more detail about what is going on on their system, rather than you know is it online or versus not online. Uh, want to have uh, go beyond the black box, right? Really want to know how their application is doing, what's the health of their system, and uh, that's the challenge and the problem that we sought out to solve. And uh, yeah, we are going to talk about that today. Uh, I have I have a slide talk, that talks about some
0: principles that we could yeah, start. With. let's talk about the principles uh, that uh, actually drove your development of the t- of the tool. Actually, I like that. Yes. So from a principle standpoint, we went
1: with uh, three principles. Uh, when we were developing our support for edge monitoring. right? And one is to be able to leverage uh, open and established industry standards. And this is really important because uh, we have a lot of scenarios with edge, uh, offline monitoring, online monitoring, monitoring for other existing solutions. And, uh, op- and leveraging an open standards allows us to, you know, uh, target the broadest spectrum. So we went with that. Uh, The second one is uh, one that I borrowed from Docker, actually. It's called Batteries Included of Swappable, but that really resonates with me. Basically, what this means is that uh, we need to go from the platform side just beyond the uh, plumbing or the APIs. Provide a solution that is usable by a majority of our customers, uh, but for the most sophisticated ones, it is modular enough and flexible enough that they can take bits and pieces of what they uh, like and swap it out for other pieces that they already have. Uh, so that's our second principle. And, and finally, optimize for IoT. Uh, this is another principle where a lot of times we have customers talking about uh, ha- monitoring on prem resources or cloud resources where bandwidth's pretty much free and infinite. And uh, for edge uh, scenarios, that is not really true. We are uh, mostly connected with a remote management plane. Uh, so being able to have some kind of logs that uh, that you can get on demand rather than streaming all the time is really important, and uh, we build upon the support that we have in the runtime to do this. And we'll talk about that how it goes into the monitoring uh, aspect. I like that,
0: I like that. So in a nutshell, going where customers are, right? <laughs> so it's like they are using these industry standards. Uh, they need to adapt our solutions to their exact needs, uh, and they are they are actually operating IT solutions. So that's perfect. So in the until now, right? When you had an issue with IoT edge box. You, you you had symptoms and then you had to eventually go into that box, SSH into that, like look at the logs of the IoT at runtime and try mm-hmm. and decipher what's going on. So show me what's new and how these new tools are have been implemented.
1: Sure, so let's uh, dive into the architecture a bit of how how we've implemented this. Uh, Firstly, we decided to base our monitoring architecture, first and foremost, on metrics, which are a very information dense medium. Uh, They are aggregated values, perfect for IoT because um, they don't take up too much uh, bandwidth, uh, and uh, we get to use an industry standard, the Prometheus data format, uh, to be able to instrument uh, our uh, modules themselves. Uh, So firstly, maybe starting off with the built-in aspect of it, the batteries included aspect of it. We have the Edge Hub and the Edge Agent, uh, which are already present uh, on every Edge system. They're part of the Edge runtime. And they uh, expose a lot of their internal metrics on how they're doing, the messaging aspect and the infrastructure and the availability aspect from, uh, from these modules. So they are available out of the box for you to collect. And custom modules or custom... Uh, uh, first-party modules can participate as well by exposing the, the metrics in this uh, industry-standard Prometheus format. Okay. And uh, from there, so now we have this wealth of data. Uh, the next challenge is how do we collect and transport it? And for that, we go to the uh, what I have labeled number two here, which is the uh, first-party metrics collector module. So this is okay. a module that we are providing from the IoT Edge team, which is highly configurable. And some of the things you can configure are from where you collect metrics, how often you collect metrics, and what metrics you collect. so You can really uh, optimize it for your scenario and be uh, efficient in what you're transferring over. Now, this metrics module uh, also is responsible for transporting of metrics. So That means uh, you have two options that you can use, and one option is not better than the other. We'll go over the two. It just depends on what scenario um, uh, your monitoring is or how your Edge device is deployed. For the first scenario, the metrics module using its configuration can uh, uh, upload these metrics and ingest them directly into Log Analytics using an outbound HTTPS port. Uh, That's the easiest one. Uh, That's the easiest option. Uh, And uh, from there, you are in the Log Analytics and the Azure Monitor uh, world. And you can use all of the power and the integrations in Azure Monitor to be able to. Uh, firstly, uh, use Log Analytics as the database, generate log-based alerts from that. Uh, We're leveraging uh, workbooks pretty heavily to provide curated visualizations for IoT mm-hmm. Edge workloads, and then linking that all up to the IoT Hub so that it's super accessible right on the portal for you. Nice. The, the second option is to go through uh, Edge Hub. and uh, uh, Again, this is Something that some scenarios will require because either the edge device does not have access to any other endpoint except IoT Hub, uh, or uh, you ha- you are monitoring a nested edge topology where you want to be able to bubble up metrics from the lower layers uh, up to the parent and then go to IoT Hub, and that's a, so that's path number two or the option number two, and uh, from there we have a cloud workflow uh, that 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 we have to set up that will then take these metrics. From IoT Hub and then uh, move them over to Log Analytics, so they get to the same place in the end. Uh, they may take two paths to go there. And this cloud workflow itself, uh, we're going to really deep dive in uh, upcoming IoT Edge IoT Show with uh, uh, Marvin. So uh, be sure to check that out when that drops.
0: Totally, uh, that's definitely going to be a go call uh, call out at the end of the of the show for more in depth into uh, all of that. So we're saying these two options uh, are really depending on the scenarios because very often we tell our customers, hey, try and not open too many ports on your IT edge devices. And, and by default, they don't want to, but sometimes they do. And you describe some of these scenarios where you have a choice of directly connecting over an HTTP port or actually leveraging the telemetry port that is underneath uh, for IT edge already. So, well, Ben Cat, great description, uh, very promising. Uh, I think. The demo that you came up with uh, will be even more impressive. So let's jump into that. Absolutely. So uh, here I am uh, in an IoT hub. Uh, This is a test IoT hub
1: that I've set up. And your IoT Edge customers are used to this view. They have a list of IoT Edge devices here. Uh, Here, this is a good basic view, but really, you don't get a lot of information, right? Uh, Which of these 10 odd devices are active, right? And how many messages did they send? So really Mm -hmm. there's a lot of data that is missing here because uh, it doesn't have access to that data. But what we can do is really enrich a lot of this information with metrics. And then we can see, we can get some really cool visuals and insights into your Edge application. So to access that, you don't need to leave the comfort of the portal. You just scroll down to the monitoring section and then uh, click on the workbooks tab uh but that's in, new right
0: the, the workbook thing is 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 brand new that's something that was not here before right right workbooks
1: was recently enabled so what workbooks lets you do is like a, it's a visual canvas that lets you build um uh, build curated visualizations mm-hmm. using your data so now Got all it. of these devices were sending metrics with the metrics module so they were uh, they were ending up in log analytics so now what we can really do is uh run kusto or kql queries on them and create uh, cool visualizations and that's what workbooks allows you to do. Okay. Uh, so normally you would have uh, the in the public templates uh, you will see uh, IOT edge different views. a fleet view is the view that we will start with. Uh, I will go with a view that I have been modifying recently. Uh, by the time this video drops, uh, all of this would have been integrated back into the uh, the public pre- the, the public uh, template. so uh, you should be good there, but let me start from here. So you saw that view from the portal. Now you see, uh, you'll you see a different view. And right away, you see you know, a lot richer information. Uh, firstly, you see that on the right here, you have these devices. Uh, you have the device names and then you have two bars next to it, right? And then you can just uh, mouse over them and see how many upstream messages and how many local messages were sent. Uh, and then you can uh, filter based on uh, any device that you want to specifically search for. Uh, right. and so,
0: local l- local messages are in between the modules, and upstream good. are the messages going up to the cloud from the RT edge box, right? Yes,
1: or they could be going up to their parent edge device. So uh, okay. both of those are up, uh, called upstream. That is correct. Got it. And uh, on the left here, you see a, a, a nice hive cell visualization on OK, what are the healthy devices and what are the unhealthy devices? And you also see a handy dandy a little label here that says when you saw this device when you last mm-hmm. saw this device or when this last when this device last reported metrics now that has mm-hmm. been really important for customers because really they want to know when the device has gone offline uh, unexpectedly mm-hmm. like we see an example here right and you can uh, you can use eflow all you can monitor eflow devices the edge uh, for linux on windows devices and there was one that showed up an hour ago, and because uh, it has not sent data for a while, you see it has turned blue, right? And then there is one other device, that uh, device four that is showing up as unhealthy. So what does health mean, right? And if you really want to dig into that, all you have to do is is click. And in short, it means whatever you want it to mean. Uh, what we have come up with out of the box you know remember the batteries included approach that yeah. working with these customers we saw these six signals as something that's uh, that appears a lot of times the signals are uh, upstream messages and then you can set certain thresholds for those uh, and local messages if you're not at a, at some threshold we, this device will show up as unhealthy this is scenario specific so i've set this to zero at the moment But changing this is as easy as clicking edit here and uh, changing the threshold for your specific scenario. Another one is the queue length. So in case uh, the Edge Hub uh, is not able to send data for some reason because the module is down or connectivity is uh, busted, the QLEN tends to go up. So that's a early warning indicator that you want to pay attention to. So that's uh, set to 100 and we are at zero. So that means we're able to drain messages okay. And then you have disk usage and specifically we had one for CPU utilization. So we had one, th- the threshold set at 80 and this particular device is at 100%. So this is the reason this, this device ha- is showing up as orange is unhealthy and you might want to kind of dig in to more details here. Yeah,
0: so uh, that's- totally. the- Yep. So, and this is pretty comprehensive, actually, in terms of what's what's monitored, and um, and we're actually spying or monitoring the state of the machine, not just the runtime, right? Because when you like, well, actually, off the runtime itself, but within the the machine parameters, like the CPU usage and memory used, and so on, which are which are coming from the system itself. Um, so now, if I want to know more about you know, the problem you were saying, you can dig in uh, mm-hmm. at, at the at the module level, so, or or what are what are the details that you can actually uh, get from that device now?
1: Yeah, so th- these are just the top level metrics. If you want to really dig in, you have a lot more wealth of data. So you just have a handy dandy button here saying "Explore Detail Metrics." You click that, and you're taken to this new workbook view that really lets you dig into the details of this particular device. Mm. Uh, you have messaging, modules, host at the top level. I'm looking at routing data. So I can see these are uh, senders and receivers, even though they're called senders and receivers. They could be both. Uh, th- these are modules within the system. Uh, they're shown uh-huh. with this small icon that, that's like a box or a container. Uh, if these were downstream edge devices or downstream devices, IoT devices, they would show up as a small computer here. Uh, but you see what rate they're sending what is the latency that's experienced by these uh, and also for example this is all interactive so you can select a particular sender um, and look at hey what is the latency uh, that this sender is experiencing uh, sending to upstream so here you see there's a small spike uh, if I want I can kind of uh, brush over this chart and and now zoom into that now if you look at the time oh, range it has adjusted ex- to the time that I'm looking at you have a graph level view uh, that shows a graphical view of how data is moving within the system. You can zoom in here and see specifically that the senders are on top. They are sending, like for example, sender2 is sending to receiver2, but also sending to upstream as we saw in the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, have, you have health information, how many messages, how many retries happen, any drop messages, all of this shows up and you can drill okay. into details here as well.
0: And as no. you were saying, Nick, like, all that is like the battery included, right? So the the determination of who's talking to who and so on has just been the monitoring tools that are actually extracting that information from ma- messages passing by. You didn't have to do any setup, saying, "Hey, this this module connects to that one, whatever." It's all detected, right? Absolutely. The, these are this is part of what you get built in,
1: right? The batteries included approach again, because uh, the edge hub is like a broker on the system. It knows all of the message flows are going through it, so it has a really good. Uh, views into how the messaging flow and the workload itself is doing so you had to this all this view you get for free pretty much right you all of these modules were not instrumented at all uh, so it's pretty powerful out of the box and just imagine if you have a more scenario specific metrics you can always uh, augment these visualizations to include those as well to really turbocharge this
0: nice so this is about okay modules now you can oh, see how yeah. you yeah, to so- them right right. so these are these are the various
1: modules, like the availability. This comes from the edge agent because it kind of watched out the system so it knows when things are mm-hmm. supposed to be running and are not running. Like this metrics collector, which is kind of, Uh, Interesting because you know it's the monitor monitoring itself.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, true, actually. Yeah, it's not 100% by the way. What's going on? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So the problem here was when I first added this module, I uh, messed up the configuration so it didn't start up correctly. So then Edge Agent started tracking it saying, hey, this thing's not running. And now you know uh, we're slowly making our way up to 100%, but we're still at 99.96.
0: That's actually accidentally you showed a demo of something that was detected as a problem uh, by the system like that. And the fact that you monitor the monitor, it's it's pretty powerful as well. Because, well, as all the monitoring tools, they are they, they are a bit intrusive, right? Because they use resources, they use memory, they use CPU as well. Uh, that's an additional module in your device. But the value you get out of it, I mean, like people, I hope are starting to realize the value you get out of these tools. We'll see even more, I'm sure. But that's that's pretty impressive already. Yep. And and to that point, right, you want to look at any module
1: CPU utilization. As you see, this thing's not doing much, right? It's waking up every five minutes and just collecting stuff and sending it over. So it's pretty low, but yes, you could have other modules that are kind of run away or have some bug that, uh, that may be consuming more resources than you expect. And you get a view remotely right from here either at the module level or you know mm-hmm. at, at a complete system level and then you also have the host level ones that we looked at before as well as you see i put yeah. put in some workload here that really ramped up the cpu <laughs> and that's why it's showing up as 90 but uh, but, but that's, that's what made it unhealthy
0: and and you, you just showed us some very smart uh, filtering, right? And then you have a context when you evolve in these pages. You're still in that context of that filtering with the timing and so on. So you can actually do your your analysis of a problem very comfortably. So this is proactive, right? You're actually going into the data to see what's going on. But at scale, when you have an actual solution in deployment with many IoT edge devices and so on, you cannot just spend your time navigating through that portal. So I'm sure you have a way to set up alerts so that you can have a system reacting to these uh, to these problems.
1: Absolutely. So because once we have these metrics and log analytics, we can harness the power of the platform, right? So here, as you said, exactly right. Uh, this is looking at one particular IoT hub. Uh, this is fine for dozens of devices, maybe, you know, these things just zoom out when uh, you have more devices show up so you can just click yeah. on the color and then figure out but that's still proactive uh, or reactive you have to you have oh, to do the manually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and but now you have this alerts tab which kind of gives you that at scale motion exactly what you're talking about across multiple iot hubs so if you see here i can select my subscriptions my resource groups i can select across you know i might have half a dozen iot hubs and uh, right here i get a map view saying you know i have only one uh, hub in this example but you may have multiple across the world mm-hmm. uh, and and then you have hey ninety six new alerts came up at sev three and if you really want to dig in what you can do is just click in here and uh, because all of the data is in the azure monitor platform you can create log based queries that let you alert when something happens like for example this where the messages are not at an expected rate right i click in the context of the um, uh, of the uh, alert itself i know the affected resource what time it happened it also shows me the query uh, that I used the kQl query that, that generated this alert and then if mm-hmm. I scroll down I have some dimensions that tell me exactly which edge device actually generated this alert uh, and wow. it, and we make this even more easier using the power of workbooks because we can extract this context from the uh, from the alert and display it right here so if you see that same device shows up as a uh, as a handy link right here and if I mm-hmm. click on the link I am taken to that. Exact details view that we went uh, that we went just we went over right, and yeah. what you what's interesting is you're kept in context. Like if you look, if you check, you see the time range, yeah. we're looking at the time exactly when the alert happened. So you're not then saying, okay, uh, now I need to zoom into the time of interest. We automatically extract that context from the alert, and then when we transition you over to metrics, uh, we keep that context, both the device name as well as the time
0: when uh, this particular alert fired. That's magic. So now you are at a point where you got notified of, a, of an alert, right? Something went wrong. you're able to see at a high level uh, you know the status of these modules at the time the problem happened. At this point in time, what you would do today, like if you had the chance of having all that information already, you'd actually SSH into that box and and go you know go scavenge, I would say the IoT edge logs, uh, but I hear that there's a new way to do that now, right? Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: so exactly right. That's that. that was how customers have have been doing this so far. But yeah. like I mentioned, uh, we have the IoT Edge runtime itself is uh, is enabled to pull logs on demand. Uh, the problem is, or the challenge is. From where do I pull? When do I pull it? Right? And how do I pull it? Do I need to now change tools and go to the CLI or somewhere else? Mm-hmm. So we made that really easy for the customer, and now all they have to do is click on this troubleshoot live button. So one click, and we're right here, right? And lot a lot happened in that click. So let me unpack what just happened here. So the portal got the context from the workbook on which device uh, was being monitored or looked at. Uh, it also got context on what time range uh, is of interest. So instead of that needle in the haystack digging, you know exactly at the time of the alert that this is this is the period of interest. And on demand, it has reached out to the edge device and pulled logs from it. And then you, these are the edge agent logs. You can look at the edge hub logs right here, and they just instantly show up. Right? You have 591 lines f- for this time period that showed up. Now within here, you can do even more filtering. Uh, You can say, I want to look at errors and warnings. And then these are the errors and warnings. So we've gone from maybe something that takes minutes to literally two clicks. So let me do that. Let me show you again, right? From here, click one, you go to the device, start looking at the logs uh, or the metrics. Click two, you are at the correlated logs. So that we believe really improves the user experience and our customers crazy.
0: And you're you're in the comfort of the cloud right now. So you didn't even have to get into the device physically or remotely and navigate whatever, you know, terminals or whatever. You are just there diagnosing a problem and you're accessing logs that by the way have not been pushed to the cloud regularly. You're just on demand picking on the local logs that that you really need, right? Exactly. And it's even better than that for the nested
1: scenarios, because even if SSH were an option, they are not really an option for devices that are you know, deep in a nested uh, chain or a level. Yeah. Uh, this particular technology, because it goes through the, uh, the IoT primitives, is able to pull logs even from a device that may be nested three levels wow. deep. Uh, so you could <laughs> never SSH into it, but now you can pull logs on demand whenever you want at the click of a button.
0: That's and that's going, so that phenomenon, that's going actually directly to the IT Edge. So there's no need to open a new port, like not for SSH, but not even like for the the logs itself. You want to keep things locked down. As you were saying, if you're on a multi-layered, uh, you know, Purdue network, for example, you can still access the downstream devices on on layers that are totally oblivious to the existence of the internet. So that's that's. It's pretty impressive, pretty impressive. So Venkat, one, one last question. Um, so you showed us like the alerts um, and you also told us that the whole idea and principle is about providing APIs and tooling. So I guess, uh, and I would like for you to confirm that, uh, then customers can also implement some level of automation because I think I've seen when you were showing the logs, uh, which is the section that we call troubleshooting, you can actually restart a module, right? But there's more you can eventually, as a customer, you know your scenario. Maybe there's more troubleshooting that you might want to automate. So, are there ways that you can get alerted and then take an action using the regular APIs of RTH, I guess?
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. So, basically, all this is API driven, right? So, what you can do is uh, this particular alert is just displaying it in a workbook here, uh, but an action group for an alert can be uh, execute an Azure function. Uh, and I uh, alluded to uh, Marvin coming on the show later to show you some workflows that are possible but we can pretty much run an Azure function in response to an alert that automatically maybe sees some context on which module is in trouble and restarts that module or pulls those logs uh, proactively so that uh, you don't even if the device, has lost connectivity after the alert, you still have some logs to look at. All of those can be automated using uh, the power of Azure Monitor and various uh, cloud workflows that we will dive into later.
0: Nice. Well, that's going to be for another episode. VanCat, that was super insightful, uh, a lot to unpack here. Uh, so for our viewers, if you want to learn more, there's a blog post that VanCat has been putting together for you. It's going to be available at aka.ms. IoT show slash Edgemon. Uh, Venkat, your team is just making developers' life easier. Thanks a lot for all the work there. Uh, I hope to see you soon on the IoT show for more, right? Absolutely. Thanks, Olivia.
1: Appreciate the uh, appreciate the opportunity.
0: No problem. Always. Okay. Venkat, everyone, thanks for your time. See you soon. Bye.